Hey, girlfriends, welcome to another episode of the Girlfriends and Goals podcast. We're your hosts, Miosha and Samaria. This podcast is a space where we'll talk about friendships, life goals, a little bit of pop culture, and all things womanhood. All right, guys. So today we have a guest on the podcast, and I'm going to introduce her before we do our girlfriend check-in segment. So we have Marlissa Monique. If you are in the Atlanta area and you need an MUA, she's yeah. definitely the one to call and she also has her new lash line called Sonique Lashes which if you go to our Instagram you will see me with them on in our last <laughs> photo shoot but yeah we just want to welcome you Marlissa thank you so much for joining us thank you for having me ladies I'm so super excited I'm honored that you guys asked me to do this oh <laughs> of course of yes. course we're excited so, as well Yay. Yeah, absolutely. So we'll go ahead and get into our first segment called Girlfriend Check-In. And today's question is, what's something that you glad that you tried, but would never do again? And Marlissa, since you're our guest, we'll go ahead and let you kick it off. So let me tell you about the time I decided to try oysters. <laughs> so usually people get them prepared different ways. And we got them, they were raw, they weren't steamed or smoked. So me not knowing, it's like, oh, put a little hot sauce on it, squeeze a little lemon on it and go for it. But when I tell you that is something I will never, I mean, I'm, gr- I'm glad I tried it because I mean, it tasted like I was eating something from the bottom of the ocean. I mean, it was the most ocean water tasting ish stuff ever. And then I'm sitting here. I mean, it was like a whole table of us. So I'm sitting here so embarrassed because I wanted to puke. To be honest with you, I wanted it to come right back up. But I was trying to be grown. So I'm like, mm-hmm. <laughs> and my insides was like girl if you don't excuse yourself from this table and go so I will never try it again I mean kudos to those who, who eat oysters I know it's an aphrodisiac I get it I'll find other ways I'm good <laughs> I feel like if you're trying oysters for the first time, you have to start cooked, either grilled or fried or the oysters Rockefeller where they put all the sauce, the butter, mm-hmm. the crackers. Have you tried oysters, Miosha? I, I haven't. I have tried them raw once, but it's not my thing. I will eat them cooked. Very well done. <laughs> I heard that. Yosha, yeah. what's your uh, what's your thing that you've tried and you're glad that you tried it but would never try again? So the thing that I have tried that I'm pretty sure I'm good with never doing it again is indulging in ganja in Jamaica. <laughs> really? Yeah. So I got married in Jamaica a few years ago and it was kind of a while in Rome, let's just try it out type of thing. And apparently their stuff is different. I'm not sure because I don't partake in this at home usually, but let's just say after that experience, I'm just good with (laughs) not trying it again. So, (laughs) hey, like Marlissa said, kudos to the people who indulge. That's their thing. But um, I'm glad I tried 
tried it. You know, I did it once. It's just not my jam. Wow. So I think yeah. my thing is not as exciting. Well, maybe it is, but um, I love roller coasters a lot. Um, I love theme parks. And the one ride that I've never, or I had never gotten on at Six Flags was Acrophobia because it just looks so crazy. It's like this big circle and they take you all the way up and then just drop you. Mm-hmm. Yes. So one day my friend and I decided, you know, we're going to try this. And we were at Six Flags with my aunt and my little cousin. And so we stand in this line, we get there and they start taking us up slowly. And like, it's just the, it's the worst because it, it goes up so slow that you have all this time to think about why did I get on this? right like I was way better on the ground why would I even try this and then like out of nowhere you just drop it it was probably the scariest feeling ever but you know I got through when we got to the end my aunt and my little cousin literally ran up to us we're like oh thank you Jesus they got through it they got through it and I was like can y'all not embarrass us (laughs) why so yeah never trying that again but glad I did that ride I think so if it's the one that goes straight up with the cables and then it just drops Mm -hmm. you and your feet are dangling loose isn't that the ride a girl her legs got chopped off on so I heard that after I decided to try it but yeah that is the one. <laughs> Maybe it wasn't the Atlanta Six Flags. I think it was New Jersey or somewhere in the Midwest. But after I heard that story, I, yeah, I would never get on that type of ride again. Ever. Thanks, Karen. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're welcome. Do not do not recommend really because it's so short. You don't even get the like hills and the bumps and the stuff that you get on other rides. It's just a straight drop. I love roller coasters. You so that's that's one of the ones I would never do. It's almost like bungee jumping. Mm-hmm. I might try bungee jumping. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. I know. I want to, but I would probably punk out when I get there. But I do want so to. So you're a little daredevil. You know, I want to be. Like, inside, it's there. The daredevil is there. But then, like, the sense comes once I'm in the moment. <laughs> yeah, I'd be hyped up. Like, oh, yeah, I'm going to do this. And then in the moment, they'd have to push me off. <laughs> I don't think I'd jump. I think I'm, I don't like to think negative, but I think my mind would be like, what if this cord snaps? Mm-hmm. I'll be the one person that it snaps on. Yeah, see? That's why I just look at other people and be like, that was dope. Right. <laughs> Good job. Good job. Good job. So we're going to go ahead and ease into our topic for this week. And um, this topic came up because as we all know, as women, like society puts so much pressure on us. And one of the ways that it puts pressure on us is with marriage, right? So if you're a certain age and you're not married yet, you know, people start to point the finger and start talking about you saying, oh, there must be something wrong with her like it's always it's always the woman's fault it's never anybody else's fault it's always the woman so the reason why we have marlissa on is because she got married at 41 and we thought she would be the perfect person to speak to that experience of hey i got married later on in life and here's how it was for me just to get into it marlissa i'll ask you first for the sake of this conversation what age range do you think like society considers conventional marriage age so to me conventional based on what I know from just dating and stuff anywhere between 28 and 35 that's when it's like you're you're out of college you've probably gotten your job you're getting established by then it's marriage it's time for kids you still like in your youthful stage but you're getting into your I'm almost that mature stage so yeah I think like 20 well actually I would say like 27 27 was when it started popping in the head like hmm. <laughs> 
Um, and everybody be like, well, where are your friend at? What you got going on? Okay, because you ain't, I mean, you think about when you graduate college, you think about what age you are. And then if you continue your education or if you do some certifications, that's usually like maybe three, four, continue, depending on the school, how many years it takes you to really get to where you want to be in your career. Mm-hmm. And once you do that as women, once we get that, we're kind of good because we're like 20 steps ahead of men. I don't care what nobody say. We think ahead of them. We're more mature. So yeah, I think like 27 is when you start getting that itch and you're looking around because then you, you're looking like I'm about to be 30 in three years uh it's about that time you know you be you know looking and then you know the older like I think you know too you have to look at um as a woman you're trying to have children they tell you you start to become high risk so that's where that 34 comes in where you just like when you get around that age it starts to get really you get pressured to like do you want to freeze your eggs do you want to have you thought about it I mean I got it all the time trust me and it was it wasn't fun, but it was more so um, just knowing your worth. I'm, I mean, we could, we'll talk about that later, but it's more about knowing your worth. Okay. Yes. And I would agree. I think 27 to 35 ish is that like kind of nice age where you've done enough for yourself. And it's like, okay, people are expecting you at that time to like settle down. I remember hearing this one um, lady, I think she was about 34 and she got an opportunity to live in, was it Dubai? It was somewhere like out of uh, the U.S. and she got that opportunity and someone actually said to her, it was a man, and he was like, oh, I don't think this is the time in your life where you need to be exploring. I think it's time for you to like settle down. And I remember that, like I'll always remember that because I'm like, who are you to say like, Right. Are you settled down? Are you passing up on opportunities to live outside of here? You know? No. <laughs> right. <laughs> Probably not. But yeah, I would wow. agree with the 27. Well, who like, said her husband ain't in Dubai? I'm saying. Let's go. <laughs> exactly so I'm gonna say a little bit younger I guess I'll be the odd one out and I'm gonna go with starting at age 25 and especially if you maybe are already dating someone or have been dating someone from college assuming you just got like a four-year degree and yes you still may be earlier on in your career but I think if you're already dating someone or seriously dating someone that pressure can start even earlier around 25 26 assuming people are like oh yeah you may take a year or two to plan a wedding it just depends when i say when i think conventional age i capped it at 31 because i feel like up until about 30 31 people are somewhat pressuring you but not full on like oh it's too late Mm -hmm. or like what's wrong so that's why I said 25 to 31 I just think after 31 people are really like well what's going on and that's when the questions really start Uh, I was gonna say um things have changed so much so like in this day and age I feel like 31 even is kind of young you know (laughs) like people are still like getting themselves together they might be changing careers and getting into what they actually want to do. So I think it's so crazy um, how like things have changed from say the generation before us where it was like, oh yeah, like get married at like 18, 19, Uh, you know, versus now where we're like at 30, okay, I'm good. Maybe like start looking now or something (laughs) like that. So yeah, things, things change. So it's just ridiculous when the older generation is like hounding people and Mm -hmm. it's like, girl, we we have options in this day and age, you know? So Samara, you mentioned that things have changed and evolved, but I would still say that there is a certain viewpoint and way that society does treat women who don't get married in that conventional time. 
And so Marlissa, you kind of alluded to that um, on the first question, but share a little bit more your thoughts around how society views people or any experiences that you may have had around people treating you different because you weren't married during that conventional time. Okay, let me go ahead and give y'all this good old cup of tea. Oh, girl, <laughs> do it. So um, I know for me personally, when it came to dating, first off, I was very, very very protective of who I brought around certain people only because like when people think you're amazing when they think you got it together you're just you're you know you're a a woman of God you know you work hard you're educated you don't have any kids you know you're the perfect person for someone but I can tell you personally a lot of it had to do with the guys the type of guy you were dating or the type of guy you looked for when you were, you know, in that, in that stage of my life, the type of guy that I wanted is not the kind of guy that I married. Okay. We will just say that my husband is the complete opposite of everything I thought I wanted, but he was everything that I needed. And I didn't know that. And I think your mindset has to change because if you're focused on how they look, how tall they are, where they work at, what school did they go to, what kind of car do they drive? What, where do they hang out at? Do they be at the hottest parties in the city? Like when you start thinking about all those things, it actually affects who you date and it actually affects like that life you know what you expect to have with someone it actually affects that and then like you know people start to look at the guy they may be like oh he's handsome but you don't really know he's handsome but he ain't got no job he you know he's still in school or his his lights just got cut off so it ain't like how can he provide for me I mean you can go so deep when you come when you start looking at the whys of why you're not married what's wrong with you uh, or the fact that you're older and you don't have kids yet like at one point I thought and it was funny I think I posted this on Facebook a guy actually offended me because he was like do you have any kids and I was like no and he it was like a turnoff for him and I was like oh I gotta have I gotta be a baby mama to be winning out here in these streets but his question was I mean he basically was like you know um he has had two kids already so he was looking for someone who already had kids Mm -hmm. so he felt like it was too much pressure to marry someone who doesn't have kids and then on top of that he was like something wrong with you because the fact that you ain't got no kids right now something wrong with you like literally told me something was wrong with me and I was I mean when I say I was offended I was just like listen I have heard a lot of things I've had men tell me they were intimidated by me I have had men say that I was too godly for them I pray too much um I'm at church too much you know that kind of thing and to tell me that I needed to have some kids (laughs) was like oh I'm sorry I got morals and I want to wait till I'm married and have them with my husband I'm sorry but I just think like the way it's viewed is just the pressures of you gotta have it together they you know and they want you to be with somebody who looks right for you not who fits you but who looks right for you and those are the ones that (laughs) honestly were probably the worst relationships I think I've ever had yes we say that all the time here we're like I'm the one who's gonna be in this so you know you might think this person looks right for for me or is right for me but if they're not you're not gonna be at my house when I'm like miserable you know right. yeah Miosha what what do you think like how how do you think people or how have you seen people in your life get treated because um they didn't get married at that time yeah definitely some of what Marlissa said something's wrong with the woman or I noticed that I see mostly women 
getting treated a certain way or judged or pressured. I haven't seen it as much for men unless they've been in a serious relationship with one particular woman for a long time and everyone's like, all right, when's this wedding going to happen? But if they're just single with with no love interest, I haven't seen the men be pressured or ask certain questions. And even for the women, it's always about, well, what are you going to do about it? And it's always weird to me because they expect for women to be the gatekeepers as if we're in control of if the marriage proposal even happens, which we've talked about on this podcast. We understand that some women are out here proposing to men, but we do not (laughs) support that over here. But yeah, like women aren't necessarily the gatekeepers of that process. It's definitely both parties, the man and the woman. And even though the woman may say yes or no, it's still the guy who's asking. So even if you, you've been dating someone for a while, it's always, it's always strange to me when the woman is being approached, like, well, when are y'all going to get married? If she's not engaged yet, are you really expecting her to ask herself or ask him? <laughs> like, what is this? <laughs> <laughs> well, you, so just, think you got insight when they ask you that. When are y'all getting married? Like y'all talked about it already. <laughs> it may be, but I'd say maybe most women, unless you're super close to them, like I would maybe tell some married like, oh yeah, my boyfriend and I may have had that conversation, but I wouldn't necessarily be telling that to like aunties and this person because they may just go open their mouth and be like, oh yeah, Miosha said that y'all were talking about marriage and he could be planning this really beautiful proposal. And now he feels unnecessary pressure knowing that everyone's all up in your business. So yeah, I just think it's, it's a lot of pressure on the women and it's always, well, what's wrong with you? What are you not doing? Are you not being too open? And I'll share a little bit more of that later as we progress through the podcast, but it's usually mostly on the women. I think that guys don't get that because usually a, like if it's a mom or a, like a parent or auntie, they know you ain't got it together. That's why they asked you. They know <laughs> you ain't making, you know, you're not where you want to be in your career or they know you still playing out here. They know you're not ready. So they're not going to ask you. But I'm telling you, it's when it's a woman or, you know, a young lady, no matter the age, when you got it together and you present yourself as I am ready, that's where you get the question. Because yeah. if you have people that'll start to admire you and then be like, why are you single? What, what, you know, what's wrong with you? are beautiful. You're such an amazing, you know, you be sitting there looking, I'm like, yeah, I know. <laughs> You got the same thing. You, you know, you're trying to figure out. And I guess I wonder, like, what are they really expecting for you to say? Well, you know, because these men ain't really got their stuff together, or they're well, still no, trying I'm to play. The last one, so I ain't ready. I'm still crazy. I'm going through therapy right now. I can't. You know, they want you to be crazy or something. Mm-hmm. They want you to admit that you have, like, you're the reason. Right. Mm-hmm. I was gonna ask where that pressure comes from. So, like, is it coming more so from other women like older women or is it like men who are putting the pressure like in real life who who would ask more like oh why are you single or why are you this why are you not settled down I think it's more women but if you have male friends it's because your male friends are looking at you mm-hmm. oh, okay and we don't we never think that I've just had I've had that twice in my life so like um hopefully he don't ever hear this podcast <laughs> 
but my my male two of my male best friends both of them literally way like stages later in life like confess their I've always looked at you as this and it was like what you know and I'm looking at them like brothers so it was like and I know all of your business so as far as you know us dating is totally out of the question but then you have your friends around who see you guys interact and you know like in a marriage you want a friendship with your husband so they're like it's usually your friends that see you with your your guy friend and be like y'all will make a great couple and then you know you quick to be like no we're not like that like it's not like that we're just friends but it's typically guys that are your friends that know you that ask those questions and I think it's more so women that are in your family who depending on like your your family history you know if you're you have a big family because I have a huge family so it's based on marriage it's based on kids you know it's based on all of those things that's pretty much I mean to me that's where it comes from the most and mm-hmm. then I'll, of course if you talk about outside people it's just because you're amazing so they'd be like girl you're so cute why are you single you know they just be enough <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. So I was going to ask you like, what, what some like cliche advice that people give women who are single later in life. And I put later in quotes because it's like, there really shouldn't be any like times it's, it should vary per person as it does. Um, But yeah, what some like cliche advice that they think is helpful, but really is it that you've heard? Well, I don't know. I can say a couple of things. I don't know if this first one is like cliche advice, but that whole, you'll, you know, when you know, you know, don't tell a single person that because we think every dude that we in love with is, we think all of them the one. So you can't say when you know, you know, stop saying that. I don't know if that's cliche advice, but stop saying that. Like granted, when you are in a relationship and your hearts meet, you know, he is the one you do know, but stop telling single people when you know, you know, because you can't really relate to that because you, you think about the follow-up question is, well, how did you know he was the one? What did he do? What did he say? Mm-hmm. How did he make you feel? So then you go into this deep explanation of how you knew he was the one, but everybody don't get that. You know, everybody yeah. doesn't have that same story. So I think that is just crazy cliche. I hate when people say that. Like, hey, at one point I used to be like, as soon as they would start saying, I think I would finish the sentence. When, you know, like... <laughs> And they be like, yeah, when you know, when it, you know, when you know, you know, girl. So you keep on pushing because God is gonna send you. So you be sitting there like, oh. But then another thing was, um, you had to get out more. You know, you got to go to, <laughs> you got to go to networking events. Go go to the grocery store. You can meet your husband anywhere. Like I am not about to be intentionally beat going to Kroger just to grab some roast for Sunday's dinner. I'm not doing that. <laughs> So, I mean, it's like you, you, you would always think like I'm already putting myself out there enough for my comfort level. You know, some people you'd be like, now, you know, you'd be sitting in that house, you know, go nowhere. That's different. But when you are taking the steps to kind of get out there and meet people, telling me to go to do, do other things is you know, go hang out at cigar spot. You know, all the men be there. They look, you'd be surprised at stuff that I have been told. And I got some old school wisdom, long lines, you know, deep <laughs> in the country, you know, in my family that'll be like, you ain't eating the right vegetables. What kind of vegetables do I need to eat? You need more Brussels sprouts and you need more. <laughs> What? <laughs> I don't know. Y'all look it up. I don't know what Brussels sprouts mean, but I have heard that a couple times. You ain't eating the right vegetables and you got to eat the right fruit so you taste sweet. <laughs> that is hilarious. <laughs> 
Oh man, I've definitely heard the oh yeah, you just need to go out more. It's like I don't even want to be out. Like okay, you're gonna have to catch me when the once or twice a month that I'm out here because right. I'm not about to be going. You know how much parking is in Atlanta at some places to just be going out. You know, <laughs> like oh, I hope I'm seen today. There's this guy who made a video on um on I think it was Instagram, and he was like, how to get noticed by men when you go out. Um, go with only like one friend, and it's like if I'm about to go out and I want to hang out with my friends who I haven't seen in a while you think I'm gonna be like oh no girl stay at home because I can only go with one of you so that I get noticed so that I can show up and not get noticed by anybody and then here I go only have one friend the whole night and still ain't nobody talks to me like wh- there's no like formula and I think people try to make it seem like it is yeah there's no formula and you, you gotta look at we travel and pack and I have heard that before because it's too many of it's too many to choose from so that's why people mm-hmm. say go with smaller crowds because think about it, if you meet a, a handsome guy, all of y'all are looking like, oh, <laughs> hey, you know, but he'll scan the group and pick who he wants, you know, that kind of thing. So that's why they say go with, you know, I was inter- curious to see how he put that because I've heard that before. Like, you know, don't travel, you know, with a with a large group, because if you think about it, if a guy's going to buy you a drink, he ain't buying all y'all y'all a drink. Mm. You know, He's not going to, you know, ha- tell the waitress, hey, can you give her my business card? Because you with her, you know, that all of a sudden the girls is like, who? did it y'all see him over there you know becomes a discussion so it's funny because our friends we we all have friends like this but we do it unconsciously we don't think it's like a bad thing but Mm -hmm. I do think you you should you should kind of minimize the number that way you know they say the the ratio is higher probability one out of three which one are you gonna pick a b or c yeah so he said that and he was like oh they might be intimidated to come to you if it's a whole bunch of you so yeah um, i thought that was interesting but yeah I've, I've heard the go out more um i've heard that and then the there's always the like oh well maybe you should reconsider like maybe what you want is like too much like maybe you're doing the most and maybe you're too picky and it's like i don't think it's bad to like just look at all the things that you have and and say, okay, this is something I could compromise on. This is something I can't compromise on. I don't think there's anything wrong with like analyzing, but it seems like sometimes they want you to like shrink yourself just so you could be partnered. And I don't, I don't like that. No. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd, I'd say I've heard that most common. The reconsider your options. Maybe you're expecting too much. What are you doing or not doing? Once again, it's kind of like mostly put back on the woman of, oh, you're not going out enough. Oh, are you expecting too much as far as like how much he should make? Or, hey, you should be making yourself more available. It's just always something that you should be doing or tweaking yeah. to be the right be- thing or the right fit at the right time. You said you were too picky. Yeah, that's what I used to get girl you too picky you want too much no I don't Mm -mm, I don't there's this big shiny tree with apples on it he can climb up there and get me right Mm -hmm. you don't want enough how about that (laughs) there you go like you know if you want to shake the tree and get the ones that fall on the bottom then go for it but you're gonna (laughs) climb up here and get me off of here yeah because if if you think about it okay say you lower what you expect or what you want okay like 10-15 years into the into it then what right I mean it's it's more about longevity 
longevity and what's going to make sense and work for you. And it may make sense just to stay single longer until you get that versus like, oh, I kind of got what I wanted. But you know what? No, never mind. I'm good. Yeah. So Marlissa, you mentioned this earlier. So I don't know if you have specifics, but like, what are the things that you looked for uh, when you were younger that like around the time that you met your spouse, you were like, uh, I see a change in what I wanted versus what I want now. Yeah. My thing, I, I love tall guys. So he had to be six, four and above. I think my, what I wanted was more physical. Mm-hmm. It wasn't the, the characteristics and the traits that would carry you into a forever with someone. It was, he had to be six, five. He had to have went to an HBCU. He has to have a job. He has to have his own place, preferably no kids, but one is my limit because I don't have any kids. Oddly, all the guys I dated at one point either had two or three. Go figure. You make exceptions for what you want to make exceptions for, but that's a whole nother topic. Um, But mine was just more physical. Like I wanted them to get along with my friends because I felt like my friendships were so important at the time. And then I'm also in a sorority. So like we did so much together that I needed them. I needed you to like them and I needed them to like you because if they didn't like you, like we, this ain't going to work. It's going to be uncomfortable. And I want my friends to like my man. So it was like, you know, I wanted you to, to get along with my friends. I wanted you to be family oriented. And that's something that I still wanted. But I know my family's big. We do family reunions every year. So I didn't want to date somebody that would always be like, I can't go. Uh, you know, I, I ain't going to be able to make it. I wanted my man to be able to show up for me. Oddly, mm-hmm. I dated guys who disappointed me all the time. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if you look at the kind of compare, I have I have someone now who he didn't just show up. He took over. So it was like, he made me feel safe in a way where disappointment wasn't even a word anymore. Like I, I very could never even think of being disappointed by him. And it's just because of who he is as a person. I didn't have to state that, you know, I, I said what I wanted initially. And then he kind of took it and was like, okay, I know what I got to do. But I wanted, you know, I wanted your car. You want, I wanted you to go to church with me. I wanted you had to go to church. You couldn't be someone who told me that, you know, I have a relationship with the Lord um, and I pray, but I don't really do church because I was really heavy in church. So it's like, no, that's not going to work. So I was just picky. I had required, I mean, I wanted you to fit this mold, but never once did I think about what I think about now, which is um, like for our house, are you going to be a provider? Are you handy? Can you fix things? Like, you know, I don't want to always have to pick up the phone and call Rotor Rooter or somebody like can you go get the weeds out of the yard like I'm trying like I need somebody I mean I ultimately wanted somebody like my daddy like I wanted somebody who who loved like my daddy did who took care of me the way my dad did but not in the sense of like you know being in you know the, mm-hmm. that way but like I wanted somebody strong who was you know who stood up for themselves regardless of whatever it was who knew how to go get it and I just I wanted that the beautiful man. I wanted the man just like, like they wanted somebody to look good. I wanted somebody to look good too. But you know, ultimately behind the scenes, it was like you cute, but I ain't have you cute, mm. but you stood me out, or you cute, but you stood me up for the movies the other night. Mm. And here I am, you know, looking crazy. So that's why I started to get super protective over who I brought around my friends and my family because I started to feel embarrassed. I started to feel like, what am I? It's something wrong with me because of the guys I'm choosing. Not so much as like something wrong. With me as a you know as an individual it was just I'm choosing the wrong guys it ain't you know it's not them it's me I'm cho- I'm looking for the wrong things and I will tell you guys something that probably is the best thing I've ever heard in relationships or when trying to date I went to a conference in California it was called Unstuck and Divine Franklin spoke it was Megan Good's husband he spoke at the conference so you know me I stood up and asked a question like you know it was people that wanted to at my table but I'm like I'm finna ask so I stood up and I basically oh, and he was answering those one-on-one 
one question. Mm -hmm. And so I told him how guys were always intimidated by me, no matter what it was, they would be like, you know, I had a guy that came by my house and was like, you don't need me. I was like, what? Because I had just bought my first home. And literally, he told me, we, I used to, I met him out, I don't know, I'm jumping around, but I met him out for coffee and ice cream. I didn't want him to come to my house. So when I finally got comfortable enough and I invited him over, he came in and the first thing he said was, you don't need me. And I was like, what do you mean? And he was like, you don't need me. And we stopped talking. Like, I think we probably had one more conversation. He let me know he made it home that night. And it was like, wow, that is so interesting. Like a house. Well, I mean, because, you know, you got guys that's like, I'm supposed to, it's their pride. Like, I'm supposed to provide you this for you. I'm supposed well, then to you, you can go buy another house. Right. <laughs> and then we'll have, I'll Hello. have my house okay. and then we'll have our house. How about we have a rental property and a house? Like, come on, let's talk about growth. You know, so I stood up and I said, you know, men are often intimidated by me. You know, do I need to, and to what you said, Samaria, do I need to like do less? Like, do I need to, he was like, first of all, don't ever dumb yourself down for no man. And he said, in the beginning of your relationship, tell a man, a man, what you require. He's going to leave then, or he's going to leave later. So, you know, if you think about when you're dating, some stuff you don't talk about because you're like, oh, it might be too soon, or I might scare him away. And Divine Franklin was like, if he's going to leave, wouldn't you rather him leave now? Right. Then six months or a year from now, and you decide to finally share this with him and he leaves in. So mm-hmm. he said, the right man will stay. So when you meet a man, regardless of what you have, or you don't want the, because he was like, why do you want him to come over? I was like, I mean, I just, I felt like he stayed in an apartment. You know, I want him to, you know, I had just got a new car. I had just got a Lexus. So I'm like, I know he liked this chick. You know, so I was trying to dumb myself down a little bit so he can get to know me first. And then, you know, all the other stuff will come. And he was like, no, mm mm-mm. Mm-hmm. you tell them what you require and then he said don't be afraid because what he said they're intimidated by you they're not the man for you because the right man gonna stay there's no wrong answers with the right man like yeah. there's it, nothing is wrong with the right man so the mm-hmm. right you know the wrong man if you said he'd be like well you know I, he ain't right that's not the one that God has for you but I promise you that stuck with me mm-hmm. <laughs> and every when I got back to Atlanta Everything changed in my day in life. Wow. Everything. I tell people I got unstuck. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but it was real, like super real. Now, if y'all later like sidebar, I can send y'all the conference because I recorded it on my phone. But mm-hmm. it was very refreshing. And I promise you, that was probably the key that I needed. And had I had that years before, I think things would have been different. But I'm thinking I got to dress a certain way. I got to carry myself a certain way. I got to say the right things. No. Mm-mm. I wanted to ask you, do Do you think that it was you getting older or you just running into a bunch of duds who looked the part, but then didn't really align with you in terms of your values? Mm -hmm. Or do you think it was a combination of both that kind of changed your thought process and what you were looking for? No, I think it was because I was older. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, I knew what I wanted. And then you have to think, and it's crazy to say this, you know, when you're younger, you don't quite know what you want to do. You don't quite develop into who you're going to be. And I feel like... Somewhere in your 30s, a switch goes off 
whether it's a man or a woman, and you can kind of shift. And I don't mm-hmm. know if you guys have heard of relationships doing it where it's like, she changed, you ain't the same person that I, you know, mm-hmm. met 10 years ago. And I think being older, I'm more set in who I am right now. I'm mm-hmm. This is me. You know, this is the person that I am. I'm not still trying to figure things out. I'm not still trying to decide if, you know, what career field, you know, I want to go into or what business ventures I want to, you know, look into. It's like, I'm this person. This is me. And I think when you're younger, you're still trying to find yourself. You're still trying to figure out where you want to live at. You know, do I want to stay in Atlanta, you know, or do I want to move away? Or, you know, is this a profession I want or do I want to go back to school? Like, I think when you're young, I'm to figure out what you really want to do. Mm-hmm. And when you get older, it's just, you know, you know, you know what you want. Kind of like, you know, I know, I knew the kind of man I wasn't, I wasn't going to date. I would meet a guy and be like, nah, I dated you before. I'm good. Mm, yeah. I like that you said, oh, I'm setting the person that, um, that I am as a positive thing because yes. you hear so many people say it as a negative like mm-hmm. oh well by the time they're at this age they're set in who they are and it's like yeah but that could also be a good thing because right. they're certain and if you're certain then that makes life possibly easier you know yeah. um so yeah I love that you said that as a positive yeah I, I think so I mean I even with Demarcus um I think he had dated you know he had his his girls he had the ones with the the bodies you know he had all that stuff he wanted and it never you know added up to what he wanted in a wife mm-hmm. so like that was the one thing he told me was I pray for you everything that you came at me with you thought I was gonna to leave but I didn't and I did I, I hit him with everything he called me one night it was like 12 maybe like 12 31 o'clock who I was like old school do you know what time it is <laughs> <laughs> um don't call me you know like what you think you about to get some you know I was I was rough like I was rough and he was like girl my bad I just was thinking about you I'll call you in the morning and you know I'm in my mind like he ain't gonna call me back I know he like this girl crazy he called me in the morning like, yeah he you, wanted what he wanted right you thought you scared me away kind of thing like and then he like you want to go to breakfast I'm like oh you still cool you still want to talk to me oh, <laughs> that is <laughs> yeah but I mean I promise y'all I was so rough I was so rough and I even said that in my vows I was so rough but he knocked down every barrier like every single one I threw his way he knocked them down like a champ oh. and then a lot of people would be like girl you was doing the most no I wasn't my sister was like you would if he chewed his food the wrong way you was gonna you know say <laughs> you didn't like him and I honestly at one point because everything was so seamless like it was like I didn't have to do nothing it was just like wow I was like trying to find something wrong with him every single mm-hmm. time I was looking for something like nah it's in there he I'm just waiting he gonna get me he gonna get me at month three I know it's coming I've got my eye on you you know I was waiting <laughs> on him to do something wrong and literally it was like chill out like girl <laughs> I want to be with you what's wrong with you oh man that is so funny Miyosha, did you want did you have any things that you feel like oh when you found your spouse you um realized oh I actually have changed like the things I would look I was looking for before I'm not looking for now um do you have any of those types of things for me I'd say when I was younger my situation is a little bit different in that I did meet my spouse when I was in my early 20s but I didn't get married until my late 20s I would say my early 20s yes one thing 
thing that did change was at that age, I didn't want to date or marry someone who had kids, but I found that dating during that time, I didn't run into many people who already had children. So it wasn't that big of a deal in my late twenties. And even now I, if I were still dating, I don't think I would still feel the same way about that just because more people do have children as they get older. But for the most part, when I got married, I was thinking about 10, 20 years from now, knowing that I'm going to evolve as a person my husband's going to evolve. We're going to go through different life situations. And even as a young adult, I've kind of always had the mindset to kind of try to think for the future. And most of the things that are still the same today are our values <laughs> and just making sure that we're aligned. And even as we kind of traverse through life together, that we can adjust as needed. Like Marlissa said, those physical things, it's going to fade. You can meet someone when you're young. You're probably not going to look the same when you're 55. And that's just a part of the journey of life. And yeah, I could say for the most part, I would say that I was looking for the same things that are as important to me now. Um, but I will say that certain things like kids, yeah, I I wasn't interested in dating someone with kids because I didn't have kids. So yeah, you know, uh, so I'm the only unmarried person on the panel today, folks. But um, I will say that so I'm I'm late 20s. And um, I think I just didn't really think about it much in my early 20s. So as I've grown as a person, I've become more focused on like what I want. And so now I'm clear about, okay, who do I want beside me doing this? Like if I want to live in this like other country, I need to be with someone who's flexible enough to do that and whose career might be flexible enough. That's just an example. Or, um, you know, if you're someone who's like, oh, okay, I don't want children, then maybe don't get with the person who's like, let's have a honeymoon baby, you know? So like, I think as I've grown as a person and realized what it is that I'm looking for out of life, it's become more clear what I would find acceptable in the person on my side, you know, doing this with me. So one thing that I did want to share mm -hmm. is earlier, Melissa, you were talking about, we were talking about who gives that pressure when you're not married at a certain age. And so for me, I feel like I went through a similar pressure. So even though I was with someone and we were seriously dating, because we didn't get engaged or married when people thought that we should have, I was under a lot of pressure, which I thought was unnecessary because I never expressed to people like, oh, I'm ready to be married or proposed to as of yesterday and he's not doing it. But I feel like there was a lot of pressure put on me during that like dating and engagement time period, even though I was with, you know, my future husband at that point in time. Most of the pressure I got was from women, older women, extended friends, family members. And yeah, it's what was interesting to me is, you know, marriage is such a big deal. Marriage is sacred. And I've even had this conversation with Samaria, even once I got engaged, where I felt like everyone was so excited for the wedding. I was over here thinking about what my actual marriage would be like. Mm. And so just during that process in just all the pressure. And I understand that it was coming from a good place. It was definitely not malicious. I just think people were excited for us. But if I myself as a young person in my late 20s, am like, hey, I may not be ready to be married or mature or whatever at that point in time, maybe you all should be thinking along those lines or thinking like, hey, maybe they're not 
progressing for whatever reason. And not to say that something was wrong. It's just people are going to move at their own time cadence. Like they're not going to just rush and get married because everyone else thinks that you should be doing it at that point in time. And I just remember telling Samaria, like, I'm thinking about what married life is going to be, what my marriage is going to be 10, 15 years from now. Like I could honestly care less about this wedding day. (laughs) And I'm not saying that like literally, but that's what I felt during like the pre-engagement and engagement wedding planning process. Mm -hmm. I was just trying to stay focused on like, what is the actual marriage going to be? Well, you know, to add to that, I don't think people, well, I know from experience, it was more so about allowing a man to waste your years. So that's Mm -hmm. where more pressure kind of came in because it's like okay y'all been together for three years which I wait now mm-hmm. like you know what are y'all doing because it you know from an older female perspective mm-hmm. um like he's pretty much he's taking your years mm-hmm. so to speak. like those years you could probably be dating other people you're dating this one guy so if you guys are still together after three years y'all clearly want to be with each other so what you waiting on you know that's <laughs> kind of like how it used to be presented mm-hmm. and I think back then my longest relationship was with a guy for four years mm-hmm. and that was when I learned what surface level you know relationship <laughs> was because really? I mean we grew like year one year two but we just kind of stayed in year two for year three mm-hmm. and for year four wow. And then I started thinking kind of like you, what would a marriage be like with him? Like, I'm just with him, you know, and then, you know, he fine, but (laughs) that's about it. You know what I mean? Like, what what would a marriage be like with him? You know, it wasn't even about pressuring him. Like, do you want to marry me? Because I'm like, if we don't stay like this after we say I do, I don't want, this ain't the kind of marriage I want. Okay. And I started saying like, I'm not pressed to get married because when I do get married I want it to be right I don't want to just right. be able to say I'm married I want to be able to tell you my marriage is the bomb like right. husband's so dope like I want to be able to tell you I waited you know and I got everything I prayed for kind of thing I didn't want to just say I was married and then behind the scenes I'm like girl don't you do it because <laughs> no mm-hmm. I don't have the same kind of advice I cannot tell you nothing negative about being married that is not my my story <laughs> yeah and I, I definitely get it from an older woman's perspective or even I definitely understand it I think for me because of my age Mm -hmm. that's why it was just so surprising but I I definitely understand like you don't want a person to waste your time and I'd agree three years is a is a good minute (laughs) well see I had friends that were dating people for seven and nine eleven what don't tell (laughs) I had a friend I said do not repeat that ever again like she used to always say we've been together for nine years that's not a good (laughs) how did she take that no, I put I I talked to her on the side first. Oh, then, okay. But I was like, stop doing that. That's not cute. Y'all been together for nine years. That's a problem. And to this day, we laugh about it because she be like, I can't say it in front of Marley. No, you can't because that's terrible. That's something. Something ain't right. Y'all are missing some pieces. If it's been nine years, what y'all doing? Yeah. I'm even asking you, what y'all doing? <laughs> that's not cute don't <laughs> it's not like think about it what nine years that's like your, you took my 20s like you know you took my what, what we doing yes. I could have been out here wilding out you took my wild days like <sighs> yeah okay oh. right <laughs> 
<laughs> Margaret, it was cute to say that. Like, oh, we've been together two years. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, man. What would you say are like the perks of getting married later in life? Oh, God, it is. A, it's great. It's um. <laughs> so you don't, we don't have to fig- work through all the things that you probably will work through when you're a little younger. Like, don't go out. Don't be coming in at two in the morning, four in the morning. Like, what club you at? Like, it's, and I'm, I'm saying this from a few perspectives because with me you know I'll go out but certain things I won't do mm-hmm. you know so if I'm dating a guy who does those things I know that up front you know I'm you know I'm either going to accept it or I'm not going to accept it but you know you get older you don't have to worry about you finna be oh Migos album dropping I'm about to be at the release <laughs> what <laughs> who is Migos and why are you about to be at the album release party like it's certain things you don't have to worry about like you don't have to worry about like being I don't know for me it's just being safe like Mm -hmm. you know you're enjoying life at this point so you don't have to worry about the nonsense of when you were younger I I don't want it to sound so negative because some of the stuff when you're younger is fun and you can still do that when you're older but it's more respectful Mm -hmm. when you're older because when you're younger you're still figuring that out you don't know that going out with your girls all the time is might not be a good look because you're married not to say that you can't go out with your girls all the time but there's limits to you know what Mm -hmm. you do it tastefully you know you don't just be out I would dare come home at three or four in the morning now why am I why what I got to do (laughs) like seriously what is going on at three or four that I'm still out my husband's at home or vice versa why and I'm I don't care I mean even if you had a friend's house it's just you're more respectful when you're older and you think about that person from a different perspective for me, it's it's just not this. I don't know. It's not the same because I maybe I just dealt with some knuckleheads, but <laughs> that's okay. You're here to share your experience, so yeah. that's why you're here. More, it's just more respectful. That's one of the big things I can say, yeah. and you don't have to say it. Like it's almost like why do I have to tell you that coming in the house? You know, I shouldn't have to tell you that. And I, and you know, back then it was like where you been? Oh, we went to the strip club. We, so if I, you know, you know, you you and when you're younger, you don't. Well, I, for me, I didn't really say how I felt because I, I felt mm-hmm. like it would run them away um that was one of my biggest issues was I didn't want to say the wrong thing and make them mad and then they leave me and I really like them oh my god I like them so much mm-hmm. but now it's like I'm not afraid to say anything to my husband and vice versa as long as we talk to each other respectfully but we communicate like about everything and I think back when you're younger you don't really say everything you mean you know and when you do it's a toxic relationship because typically people start you know butting heads and saying stuff they don't mean or I'm out and then that's you go do the back and forth we together one week the next week we broke up we on you on social media doing this that and the third and even that being older you don't have to worry about social media stuff at least that's my experience now I do you know I don't know all men's stuff but you don't have to worry about social media stuff mm-hmm. and the deck like the times that we're living in right now I'm so thankful I didn't grow up with social media oh praise <laughs> the holy list lo- listen <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I could have done it because like you think about everything comes home with you. You know what I mean? You, there's no downtime. We had downtime when we were younger. Like we did, we dealt with something that was there. We left it there. We had an issue outside. They stayed outside, but now everything comes home with you. It's like, and then, you know, you roll over, you're on your phone, you know, it's, it's like right there in front of your face. So we don't have social media issues. I feel like that's a big thing, but I just think lifestyle, your lifestyle changes and you mm-hmm. become more, I don't know if the word is the right word is stable, but you just become more stable in your life where you don't want, it's certain things you just outgrew. You don't want to do those things anymore. 
anymore. And then now that you're married, you have someone you can do those things with. Nice. I love that. And I think the the last thing, um, just to get your perspective, is like, what advice would you give to like other women who are dealing with the stigmas that come with not being married at the conventional age? Like, how do you deal with society's judgment? Do you mean like if from my, my perspective of being in my 40s? Yeah. So like if there was another woman who was like, oh, I'm like in my 40s or, you know, late 30s and, you know, I feel all this pressure, but I don't have anybody. Like, how do I deal with that so that I'm mentally okay every day when I walk mm-hmm. out my door? Yeah. So I actually, I have a couple of my girlfriends who call me all the time for advice. I'm like, just because I'm married now, y'all, I ain't the, I ain't the queen of <laughs> marital advice. But I can tell you, and I mentioned this earlier, was when you know your worth, you mm-hmm. walk, don't care what nobody say. When you know what you come with, you know what you stand for, you know what you will deal with and what you won't deal with. You walk different, you think different, you act different, you carry yourself differently and you choose differently because not just because a man chooses you, you have to choose him also. So my advice is right now, enjoy being single. Do not let anybody get make put pressure on you to make you feel like being single is the worst thing in the world. Enjoy this because you want to know why? When you get married, you ain't got this no more. Okay, you can't just <laughs> leave when you want to leave. You can't just go out when you want to go out. You can't just plan a trip and not tell nobody or spend, you know, spend a certain amount of money and not like this is my money. No, uh, uh-uh, uh, uh. This is mm-hmm. our money. Like things change. So mm-hmm. enjoy being single. I, I tell people all the time: be cute for yourself. Get your hair done for yourself. Get your nails done for yourself. Pamper yourself. Make sure you love you because that way, when somebody else comes along and they want to love you or say they love you and it don't work out, they're not taking your love. They're not taking nothing from you that you already have for yourself. So like I listen, I'm telling you, after that conference, I enjoyed my life so much. I wish, oh, oh. I had a good time. And I was proud of every single thing, every moment, every conversation, every date I turned down, every guy said, no, this is not going to work. I was proud of myself because I knew what I wanted. I knew my worth. I knew I was a great woman. I knew I was a woman with no kids for a reason. I knew I wanted to wait for my husband to have kids. I knew it was possible. I prayed for him. I knew the type of dynamics I wanted. I knew the type of friendship I wanted with him. And when you single, I think you'd be so worried about you know, finding somebody or I don't have nobody or, you know, where he at, but enjoy before he come. Cause when he come, it's going to change. Everything changes. And it doesn't change for the, the worse. It gets so much better. But a lot of things that you used to do sing, as, like, as a single woman, you don't do anymore. When you eat, he eat. You don't just go get yourself. No, no. I'm going to get me some Chick-fil-A. I'll be right back. No, I'm about to go run the Chick-fil-A. Would you like something? <laughs> Mm-hmm. You, you know, life changes. And if you marry someone or be with someone who has a child, you're now a mom. Like you have motherly duties. And I do. I mean, I, I have a bonus son who's, a, who's the sweetest thing ever. And um, it really has helped me because now I feel like I'm even more ready to become a mom because I've had all this time to care for him. And I've, I've got pretty much gotten a taste of what it will be like if I do have a child or when I do have a child. Mm-hmm. So um, I would just say advice to single people. Enjoy being single. Be pretty, pamper yourself, love yourself. Go buy some new lip gloss every now and then. Go get you a new dress, a new shirt. I know we're in a pandemic or we dealing with this social, whatever we in. Exercise. Do you because he's gonna be attracted to that. Yes, yes. I love that. That's so true. I often look back at my time before I got married. And during that time when everyone was pressuring me, like, whoa, why are you not getting engaged yet? I'm like, I'm enjoying life. I like yeah. like having a person, but I like being 
single, having my own place, just getting life experience, doing the things that I want to do before that next chapter, knowing that life will never be the same. But it's nice, like once you've kind of crossed over to be able to look back and have those memories, have that life experience, instead of looking back at that time and thinking, oh, I spent that time wishing that I wasn't single. Yeah. And that's another thing. Like, um, I think people should also enjoy being a girlfriend. So like, okay, you're, you have somebody, but I think people are like, oh, well, you're this age. A year should be enough dating time. And it's like, no, let me just enjoy <laughs> this Mm-mm. transition time. Let me be a girlfriend for a little bit. See how that is. Cause once I'm fiance, there's a wedding to plan. And then okay. once the wedding's done, then I'm wife. So like just enjoying the, the stages of life. But then the the last thing I want to say, just to speak to this, because um, I met Marlissa before she was um, engaged and married and everything. And she is so right. She always had it together. Listen, <laughs> when she says buy a lip gloss, it's because she had, okay? <laughs> like everything she's saying, be cute, take care of yourself. This is well put together. So I just wanted to say, I can attest to that. It's real. Yeah, <laughs> you have to. You really do have to. And then I'll also say this too, as far as like, don't relax your standards. Like, you know, people say, you know, you know how revisit them and don't relax them because the right man will and it's not even I don't even I hate using the word standards like what's another word we can use because (laughs) well what you require standards and requirements so when you meet a guy there are certain things that you do require you want to be respected you want to you know you want to have fun you want them to be faithful loyal all of those things like you think of all of the traits that you need so you tell them what you will require so I'm gonna give y'all an example when I met Demarcus um it's weird because I, I wasn't thinking about Demarcus when I tell you I was living my best life and loving me I wasn't thinking about none of the guys in the room I, we were at a sports party and I, he came with another girl so that lets you know anyway I wasn't even checking for you but we ended up meeting again at like a fight party somebody had a fight party and we were there and he told me that I was just a joy to watch like he was like you were laughing you were talking to everybody he kept saying who is that girl over there like I just want to know like I just want to know her name like what she be doing you know where you hang out at because you seem like you have a you have a good time wherever you go and I'm like oh yeah I always have a good time I ain't leaving my house if I'm not gonna have a good time I'm gonna just stay at home and um so like even in meeting him I remember he asked me it was funny um I didn't even want to give him my number they were like um you should talk to him I don't want to talk to him like I just like no I don't want to talk to him uh you know in my mind I you know I'm like he's too short he ain't, he ain't six four I need him to be tall like he ain't tall no that was like he's taller than you I'm like yeah but that ain't listen I don't want to call him and don't give him my number but they gave him my number anyway and Look he at called <laughs> Right. He called. No, my friend, she made me promise that I would talk. And I said, I mean, I'll have a conversation with him. I'm not a mean person. And then I also have a lot of friends. So like once we talk and I don't see this working, you're going to be my homie at the end of the day. And the first thing he asked me was, um, he said, uh, what's your situation? That's how he asked me. What's your situation? I was like, um, <clears throat> well, excuse me. But hello. How you doing? <laughs> I ain't doing that. I'm just watching TV. How was your day? Okay, good. What's my situation? Um, well, I'm not dating anybody, but I am dating. You know, if I do date somebody, I want to get married and have a family. Um, I ain't about the nonsense. So if you're trying to, I mean, when I tell you I hit them with the one-two juggler, I was like, you know, I'm looking for somebody that wants to enjoy life with me, that want to do this, that, and the third. If this not something that you want, no pressure. You know, like, don't feel like you got to talk to me because they told you to. Don't feel like you need to even get to know me because they told you. You know, he was like, dang, girl. <laughs> 
Listen, don't ask what my situation is if you, and you don't want to know. Like, let's, let's, I'm about to give, give the people what they want. You asked, and I'm going to give the people what they want. And he was, he said from that moment on, he was like, I want to talk to her again. Mm-hmm. And we ended up talking for four hours. Mm-hmm. And from there, it was like we had been together ever since. And I told him it was funny because I said, and don't be trying to date me for no two, three years. I'm not doing that. <laughs> and surprisingly, everybody kept saying, you think he's going to propose at your birthday? I'm like, no, we we are just dating. I'm being a girlfriend. I'm I'm, in, <laughs> I'm just enjoying this relationship because it's so refreshing. And lo and behold, the whole time, I think he said around month six, he had already started looking for I love that. No, that was one of my favorite videos, seeing that proposal. I was like, what? Mm -hmm. So I had no idea. Your people had left the party and everything. They were like, wait, what happened? I'm like, Mm -hmm. I had no shoes on. I'm like, y'all could at least let me get my edges together. No, those are the best proposals. Mm -mm. (laughs) Oh my God. I was so embarrassed afterwards. I was just like, I look a hot mess. I'm around jumping around the room, dancing. I took my shoes off. My edges is up. I need to brush my edges. My nose greasy. I'm like, y'all just did not look me and it was crazy but it was a good time it was but I, you know, I would say like don't relax your standards though because the right guy's gonna look at you and he's not gonna back down to those things mm-hmm. actually DeMarcus said it was attractive because he was like you know I, I want a woman of God I want somebody that's gonna pray and we went out one time and I was like you're not gonna bless the food <laughs> <laughs> so so we're not we're not gonna thank God for this meal <laughs> You know, and he looked at me and was like, come on. Like, he, he never backed down. And I was like, do you want to do it? He was like, can you do it? And it's funny because later I found out in our marriage counseling, he was intimidated to pray. And, and Samaria, do you know that was one of my biggest fears at, at church was praying out loud because I didn't want to say the wrong thing. And he later told me in marriage counseling, like, I don't really know. Like, I just used to say Jesus wept because that's kind of like what we was taught. You know, I just say, thank you, Lord, for this food. I ain't really know what to say. And so he said, the more I started doing, the more he got comfortable with doing it. So he wow. does it now. Like now, anytime we can eat, he'll be like, you know, Tuka will stop and he'll bless the food. I'm like, look at my baby. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for tuning into this episode of the Girlfriends and Goals podcast. If you haven't subscribed already, please go ahead and do that now. And if you love what you heard, make sure to leave us a five-star review. Also, our time together does not have to end here. You've heard our thoughts on this topic, but we'd love to hear yours as well. So make sure you follow us on Instagram at Girlfriends and Goals Podcast, where we'll continue this conversation throughout the next week. Until next time, bye. 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 Bye.